Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Jam-packed show for today. Nicole Andrews from the Wood Buffalo Regional Library joins us to discuss some upcoming events at the library. Michelle Hand from the Wood Buffalo Food Bank also joins the show to talk about the chopped food competition that's coming up. And new general manager from the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Joey Bouchard, also joins the show a little later on. Joining me on the phone here today is Nicole Andrews. She's the communications coordinator for the Wood Buffalo Regional Library. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask about Family Literacy Day coming up on Saturday. It should be lots of fun. What can you tell me about it? Yes, we are so excited for Family Literacy Day. Uh, It takes place every January 27th uh, around Canada just to promote literacy and engaging as a family to promote literacy. And we're celebrating it with a big day-long event that anyone can drop in between 10 and 4. Why is family literacy so important? Children spend more time outside of school than they do in school, um, which sounds weird, but somehow that's what the stats tell me. Uh, And so it's important to have an environment at home that encourages and fosters a love of reading and supporting their literacy needs and how best children can engage with reading in a way that they enjoy. And so if they're seeing their parents and their family making literacy important and reading a daily activity, then they'll want to do that as well. And so we like to support that, of course, as a library. And this Saturday, we get to have some fun with it. I understand there's a lot of activities planned, but not just for young children, but really the whole family. Yes, exactly. So, um, of course, we have our story times for the littles. We actually have special guests throughout the day, which is really cool, including the mayor, we've got someone from the Keanu Huskies, the RCMP, the fire department. So that'll be really cool for the littles, including some fun activities like a giant crossword and scavenger hunt. But then also for teens and adults, we've got some great passive activities for them as well. We have a viral video challenge for teens where the best video we're going to share on our social media. And we're going to do blind date with a book, which is always fun when we do it. But basically you're going to choose a book wrapped in paper based on just a few terms or themes written on the cover. I wanted to ask about the involvement from the community for this Family Literacy Day event. Uh, That has to be good to see, you know, to have the mayor involved, uh, the Cano Huskies involved, and even Wood Buffalo RCMP. It's so great to have their support um, and have them come out and for children to see these people that they might idolize what they do for their day-to-day lives, also promoting literacy and having fun with it. And so it's great to have some special guests joining us. Tell me about more, a little bit more about uh, this uh, blind date with a book. I myself have not heard of it before, so uh, it seems like a pretty interesting way to get more reading in. It is. I know I personally get stuck in a rut. I like my genre. I like my authors. 
and that's what I'll read. So blind date with a book is a great way to maybe step out of your reading comfort zone because you're not choosing a book based on the author, based on the cover. You're maybe getting a one-sentence synopsis to kind of go off of that might be like, oh, that sounds interesting, and then you take it home. Maybe you're normally a romance reader, and turns out this is like a dark thriller. So it's a cool way to just really step out of your normal reading comfort zone. Also wanted to ask about the Read for 15 Challenge. Uh, Why is that important for Fort McMurray to get involved? We try every year. Read for 15 is an Alberta initiative. All the libraries in Alberta take part, and we're just trying, in their words, to become the most readerly community. Uh, So it's just a fun challenge. We just ask that you read for 15 minutes on January 27th. We encourage more, and obviously reading every day. But if you read for 15 minutes on January 27th and log your reading in the Beanstack app, which is free to download, uh, then it counts towards our number, and we'll submit it, and we'll see how many uh, community members and how much reading we can get done on January 27th just by reading for 15 Switching gears a little bit here, we also wanted to ask about your upcoming Words in Motion poetry competition coming up. Uh, What are some things to keep in mind for that? Yes, Words in Motion is uh, a fun one. We do it every year, our poetry competition, where we open up for a few months a submission period where we ask local poets to submit their original poetry. And um, we celebrate in April during Poetry Month. But we take all our submissions, we have some community members judge them, and then this year the top 30 poems will get published in our poetry booklet, including cash prizes to the top three. And then we'll share the the poems throughout the month, the booklet gets shared around, it's online, and it's another way to incorporate literacy. Poetry is a different way to read, to write, and some people are really, really amazing poets. It blows my mind, all the poems we get every year. Categories available for school ages as well as adults. So uh, this is, again, something that uh, the whole family can do. Yes, it's open to all ages, to our littlest poets who might unknowingly write a haiku about dinosaurs, to our most elderly poets. Every age is welcome to uh, submit their poetry online. And we look forward to seeing them all. You did mention top three prizes, but also the uh, 30 poems that will be selected to be published in the 2024 Words in Motion Poetry Booklet. So even if you don't win, there is still something in it for you. Absolutely. If you if you don't get the top three, but you're in the top 30, you still get published. We still have your poem framed in throughout the library, and you get that little thrill of winning and getting your own nicely uh, printed booklet also wanted to ask about uh, you know the local talent when it comes to poetry uh, it's pretty good to see that on display each year isn't it it's so good to see i i'm not a poet myself but i get to read the poems every year and design the booklet every year and just the the topics the originality that people come up with everything is amazing and we get them in different languages which is beautiful to see and we've even had imagery poems, which that one was a little trickier to uh, get in the booklet, but just the variety and what everyone can come up with, it's beautiful. Some other events at the library include something called Exam Cram. What can you tell me about that? So Exam Cram, we hold twice a year, and we have a 
the sectioned off area of the library, the Canadian Natural Teen Area, we kind of designate that as our exam cram area. So it houses our young adult book collection, but it also has lots of tables and comfy seating. And so we kind of designate it as a quiet study area. We encourage teens to come in, study for their exams during January and June. We have some snacks out. We have some mindful activities or some games so we can have little mind breaks and some studying supplies like paper and pens, as well as those key study guides. We have all those available for the teens and information for Solaro, which is a free library resource that is great for studying. It has all the Alberta curriculum on it. So you can make flashcards, you can do practice tests. So if you need to get out of the house, you need a change of scenery to get studying done, the library is your place. There's also a weekly English language learners program. Explain uh, how people can take part if they need to. Yes, our English language learner program uh, is very popular. It takes place every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's completely drop-in, free to attend for any adult who would like to practice their English in a more comfortable, conversational setting. Uh, We have support from the YMCA up here, which is great. We have quite a, a, a nice group that comes, and it's so varied, the different languages everyone speaks. But we love just getting together and... I know it can, it can be uncomfortable when you don't speak English as the first language in an English-speaking country. And so it's just a very comfortable setting to work on your English grammar and language. And it's one of the trickiest languages to learn for a reason. So we try to assist how we can and make our patrons more comfortable with the English language. Nicole Andrews from the Wood Buffalo Regional Library. Anything else you'd like to add today? Just a reminder that if you don't have a library card, what are you doing? They are completely free, and we can save you so much money every month from books to the latest movies and video games. The video games are always one that catch people, but I'm not going to pay $80 to try a game I might hate. So we got you covered with your free library card. That's good to hear, Nicole. Thank you again so much for the time today. Thank you. Coming up, Michelle Hand from the Wood Buffalo Food Bank next on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today, Michelle Hand, the Communications and Community Development Manager with the Wood Buffalo Food Bank. Michelle, how are we doing today? I'm great, and yourself? Doing well myself. Thank you again so much uh, for taking the time here today. I wanted to talk about uh, the Chopped Cooking Competition that's back for another year. Uh, Tell me how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So last year, we initially launched Chopped as a way to open our cooking kitchen. Um, So this year, we decided to bring it back, and we're now opening it to the public. So it's teams of two. They get 60 minutes to make an entree and an appetizer with some mystery ingredients. And whoever sort of takes home the win um, gets their coveted Chopped champion title as well as a really cool trophy. So we are looking for people to come and send us some video auditions since it's open to the public this year. And how did last year's event go? Oh, it was amazing. We had uh, the team from North Star Ford. We had Cummins. We had our food bank team. And, of course, um, the firefighters who actually took the win home. So they'll be joining us back this year to try to hold on to their title. Um, it was a really great event, and we decided this year that 
we try to bring it back and also help raise some awareness to, you know, cooking meals on a budget, uh, cooking meals, um, you know, in a kind of a short time period and making some delicious food, as well as, of course, our our learning kitchen that we have um, that is accessible. We have programs for the public all throughout the year as well. So how many teams uh, will you be accepting? So we're accepting three other teams. There'll be four teams altogether, including the firefighters. So we're looking for three teams of two people to come in addition to try to, to get a day or get like get a spot for shops. For those teams who qualify, they can fundraise for some unique and uh, potentially game-changing things during the competition. What could you tell me about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, last year, we it wasn't anything that um, it wasn't a fundraising event at all, and we decided if we were going to bring it back, we did want them to fundraise a little bit so we could, you know, sort of help pay for the event itself. So. What it's going to look like is if you were to raise, let's say, $100 for the food bank, you might get a special surprise that might um, help your team do better than another team or deter a team from doing not as well. This might be like, I don't know, you raise $100 and you get to pick a team that has to be handcuffed together. Or you might get a special meal or some extra time. Uh, I'm sure many people have seen the yep, the show Chopped uh, on Food Network or a version of it on TV. Uh, why bring that style of an event uh, to Fort McMurray? You know what? It was when our learning kitchen was being built and we had first decided that we were going to do a grand opening. When I looked around at the kitchen, it reminded me of uh, like a, a cooking competition. I love all of the like the Food Network shows. And as soon as I saw the kitchen, I was like, this is perfect for it. We could have an incredible, um, you know, fundraiser in here. But not only that is with our learning kitchen, we're really trying to help people, um, you know, not only just our clients that we have, but also people in the community that don't know or they were never maybe taught how to make some delicious budget-friendly meals. And with all of the, you know, the inflation of food costs, it's important more than ever to actually, you know, make sure that you're not wasting any food and you're still making nutritious um, nutritious food on a budget. So how can people apply? Absolutely. So we're asking that you send just a really quick uh, audition video to my email, which is comm at woodbuffalofoodbank.com. And then uh, the team at the food bank here are going to review some of those, and we're going to pick um, who we think is going to be some of the most dynamic personalities to join us. We're not looking for professional chefs by any means, but we're looking for people that are want to be entertaining. They think it will be a good time. Just come out and... Uh, and sort of show your support. And what are some other events that the food bank has coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
this upcoming year, we're going to have our spring food drive. That's the end of April, as well as our Empty Bowls Festival, which is going to have a couple changes this year. And then we're bringing back the uh, haunting of Fort McMurray um, in a bigger and better style than we've ever done it last year. So lots of big things coming down. And also construction at the food bank right now as well. Uh, what are some things to keep in mind for those dropping off food as well as those using the food bank? Absolutely. So we're having some construction just to serve our clientele better. Uh, we've been in our building now for about two years, and we really want to make it as easy and accessible um, for everyone to be able to use. If you are coming over the next couple of weeks to drop off food donations, you can come right back to our volunteer entrance. Um, and you can just walk right in as long as it's during our business hours and deliver food there as well as all of our clients um, using that back door um, is sort of the same in and out until we let you know that our construction is over and then things will go back to normal. We just wrapped up uh, the holidays not too long ago. Uh, What's the demand like at the food bank? So last March, we served approximately 600 families. Um, and then in December, we served about 1,000 families. So it's unfortunate to see um, the amount of people that are relying on our services. But it, of course, we're so thankful that we're actually able to be here for them, which means it's so much more important that we continue to get the community support to allow us to continue our service um, to those in need. Um, it's just, I think everyone is noticing, you know, the pinch and uh, the middle class is really shrinking. So we do hope that, you know, any event or any way that you can assist or donate or volunteer, that you, you spend that time um, or that money to, to assist us in a time of need. And uh, I guess it's also important to remember that this isn't just a holiday issue either. I mean, uh, people uh, go hungry, not just in December. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, We really find that, you know, we we have so many people that are wanting to give in December. And then as the year goes on, they sort of forget about us. It goes in the back of their mind a little bit. Um, So we always just kind of continue to ask that. Um, You think about us all year long. We're launching a new uh, monthly giving program um, called the Hunger Heroes, where if anyone, if if 10,000 people in Fort McMurray were to give $5 a month, we could feed Fort McMurray and all of our our clients with, uh, with just that monthly giving. And uh, so that's sort of uh, the next campaign that we're looking into is a monthly giving program. So a little bit goes a long way. For those looking to donate, uh, no need to wait until food drive. How can they donate today? Absolutely. So um, lots of different grocery stores. If you purchase food, um, we have bins that are staff goes and picks up um, almost every single day. As well as if you're wanting to do a financial donation, you can go right to a website and um, you can donate right there. You can drop off money or food here at the food bank. Um, or there's lots of different stores that ask if you'd like to donate to the food bank right with uh, along your bill. And that all comes to us as well. So lots of different options. 
Michelle Han, the Communications and Community Development Manager for Wood Buffalo Food Bank. Anything else you'd like to add? No, that's all. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again so much for your time, Michelle, and uh, hope to get you on the show again sometime soon. All right, thanks. Up next, my conversation with Joey Bouchard, the new general manager of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, next on Fort McMurray Matters. And we're back. I'm Ryan McNally, your host for Fort McMurray Matters. Joining me on the phone here today is the new general manager of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Joey Bouchard. Uh, Joey, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks uh, for taking the time here to join us here on Fort McMurray Matters. Uh, first off, uh, I did want to ask about uh, you know you you becoming the new general manager on Friday. Uh, what made you want to take on this new challenge here in Fort McMurray? Yeah, I, I think for me it was an opportunity to rebuild another program. Uh, my career was was building programs in White Court and in DV and Drain Valley at uh, the college level as well. I've uh, you know, I, I think for me to have that opportunity to do it in Fort McMurray was uh, a no-brainer. I had great conversations with David Fitzgerald and his group, and, um, you know, I, it just felt like the right timing and the right fit. Um, so for me to be part of the Old Barons Hockey Club, uh, I'm excited to be part of it. Uh, Fort Mac is a hockey hockey city. Um, you know, I certainly remember the the good old days of Fort McMurray being, uh, you know, the top program in the league. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done, but uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. I'm very confident in my ability to turn this program around quickly. Uh, it's going to require some uh, a lot of work and uh, and persistence, but uh, I'm confident we'll get there. You did mention your experience with White Court and Drayton Valley. Uh, you surely know the AJHL and uh, how it take what it takes to uh, build a successful program. Yeah, you know, I, I want a blue collar team that's going to go to work. I want the fans to be proud of their team, the community to be proud. Um, you know, for me, what's really important right now is is the opportunity to observe, assess what we currently have in place, of course, and. And, and areas we're going to need to improve on moving forward. So there's uh, I've done a, a diagnostic on a team over the weekend, and I will continue to do so and make sure we got the right pieces uh, moving forward. My experience in White Court was, uh, uh, you know, a great experience taking over the St. Albert Steel in White Court and bringing that team as an expansion team and 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 having the opportunity to rebuild that program in, in three months. And we had a great first year. We were ranked in the top 20 in the country. We we made it to the North Final. So uh, that was a great, valuable experience for me. I've learned a lot uh, throughout my career, and and I'm certainly looking to, to apply that into uh, my current role here in Fort McMurray. And again, the team has no doubt struggled this year. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you are kind of taking a look at the current team and uh, looking at uh, what you can address. Uh, what are some of those things you're looking for down the stretch this season and into next season? Yeah, well, right now the goal is is to build momentum here for the club now. Uh, this is short-term. Short-term goal is we need to get better. Uh, we certainly need to play with a lot more structure. Um, I, I've been busy uh, with the current staff incorporating team systems. Uh, we have to be a hard team to play against, um, you know, and we need to execute our game plan and, and systems much better. Um the players are aware of that. They've been very receptive. Um, I did like the way they responded after a 7 nothing loss to Lloyd. Um, we were in the lead 4-2. to two. Unfortunately, we weren't able to hold the lead, but 
uh, you know, the players are, are going to learn now how to play with elite. That's a whole different game. And uh, so that was a valuable experience for them on that Saturday night. But certainly like the, uh, the adjustments we made and, uh, and certainly a better game. And, and short term, let's get some momentum. You know, let's, let's get into the playoffs. And uh, as you know, anything can happen in a playoff. So that's, that's my short-term goal. Long-term is to build long-term sustainability, a long-term program that's going to win for the next whatever time, uh, whatever time I have with the old Barons. So certainly want, um, the right type of players. Um, you know, we, like I said, I continue to assess every part of the organization and, and, and make the right decisions that's best for the Fort McMurray Old Barons Hockey Club and, and that the, the, the fans, the, the people in the community can be proud of. It seems as though the month of uh, January, the Oil Barons have kind of been frozen in place. They have not picked up a win since uh, 2023. Uh, do you see that changing here, uh, hopefully very very soon, or, or no? Well, I, I do see it. I mean, I, um, you know... I have to be realistic of uh, of the situation we're currently in. Um, like I said, there's a lot of work to do, but uh, every game we have to keep progressing and trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm not concerned. Um, I, I'm not looking behind or what's been done in the past. Um, I'm looking forward. And for me, it's it's one practice at a time, one game at a time. You know, Carter and his staff have, uh, we've been in constant communication on a daily basis, uh, reviewing uh, systems and video. Um, so certainly for me, uh, I'm confident with, uh, with the group we have right now to, to turn this the other way and start winning games. I think we have a group that, that wants to do well. They want to win. I could tell the players, um, the players care and there's some pride in that room. Um, so that's the good news uh, for me, uh, having a club like that. So we will continue to progress uh, game by game. And despite this drought, uh, you know, the Oil Barons still sitting in that last uh, playoff spot, 14th overall in the league. How big are the next few games here? Oh, they're huge. Every game is a big game. But uh, like I said, for me, what's important is we're playing the right way. What's important is we're executing the game plan. We're playing with a lot more structure. We're a hard team to play against. Uh, I'm not going to go into any further details on that, but there's a lot of parts of our game uh, that needs to drastically get better. Uh, again, uh, we've been reiterating that to the players. We had uh, a good meeting Saturday morning prior to our game in Lloyd, uh, and uh, there's other meetings going on this week as well. There'll be a lot of preparation. We want our players prepared, but more importantly, that they're able to execute when it counts. Uh, and uh, and that's that's the plan. That's the goal. And uh, you know, I look forward to the weekend there against Drumheller. Joey Bouchard, the new general manager of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. Anything else you'd like to add? No, that's great. Uh, thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for taking the time here to join us on Fort McMurray Matters today. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for your time. That was our show for today. A big thank you to my guests for joining the show. We've got another full show planned for tomorrow, so I hope you can join us. Thank you for listening to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have yourself a great day.